0: one more everybody breathe everybody just breathe one more breathe a little bit one
1: more (laughs) Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. we get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. Hi. He's dying. I am not feeling well. My but... name's Pat Duffy. Uh, he's apparently six years old because he's getting over an say. ear infection. <laughs> what happened?
0: he yeah, just got to get my adenoids out and tubes in my ears. What <laughs> she, is happening? Which you already had when we were kids, by the right. way. It was like the biggest event of our childhood. I, it's a quick aside. When I did go to the doctor and they told me I had an ear infection at 35 years old, which mind you also, too, my doctor is like a half pediatrician half general practitioner because well, you're half so, a child right. so i'm i'm because i was like an emergency appointment that day i'm in a pediatrician's room there's like dinosaurs on the paper that they pull out of the you know the this the chair and they got to like lower it down for me to get like just so so embarrassing just like, you know, like monkeys and like, you know, like rainforest animals on the
1: walls. So the reason the show is late this week is because Ryan's been sick the last couple of days, but you're back on the man. just raided all of my medicine cabinet looking for something. Like, give me that good stuff. All right. But getting into the game. I mean, look, where, where everyone already has broken this down, but the Bills win 2721 over the Patriots. What? The game starts in the worst way possible.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't see how it could be much worse than that, you know? Okay, you need this game for any shot at the division. Uh Yeah. You really need this game
1: to legit stay alive for any playoff spot, like a a real chance. Yeah, of course. And you let them take the opening kickoff to the house.
0: Yeah, that was. uh, And it's funny, too. I had to listen to that part on the radio because we were coming to here to watch it at your house. And, um, you know, I'm excited. I'm, you know, hitting the steering wheel. Let's go, baby. Come on. Oh, Bills win the toss and they defer. Here we go, baby. And, uh, okay, all right, at the 30, right, he's breaking that at to 50. Oh, Tyler Bass trying to ramp him up, can't get to him. And, uh, and obviously, yeah, it goes in for the end zone, or into the end zone. But I will say, a little silver lining, did you see the gazelle that is Tyler Bass trying to, <laughs> obviously not catching him. Yeah, no. But no, the attempt, at least – I mean, it's all about
1: looking good while you do it. Both are kicker punter, not great tacklers, which
0: they shouldn't be. Again, I don't
1: blame Tyler Bass for not making that tackle, just like I don't blame Sam Martin for not making that tackle on opening night. Right,
0: you don't hire him to do your
1: taxes. All right, two things. Uh, First of all, we were owed that for what Naeem Hines did to them in the last game last season. Yeah. Uh, But further, I've got a problem with special teams right now. Why is that? Short of Sam Martin on Sunday, because he played the game of his life, five punts inside the 20, five.
0: Yeah, I mean, five puns. he dude, he's lights
1: out when he's on. Why are you not kicking that ball out of the end zone every single time? For, you mean on, on kickoff? If you're the Bills. Why, every time you kick off the ball, are you not putting it out of the back of the end zone? Because it is a risk. You are running a calculated risk. And I get the idea yeah. that you think you can gain five yards in field position by stopping them at the 20. And every edge counts. But your defense is great. Yeah. You, you, let's say your opponent does get the ball at the 25 every time. They still need, what, 40, 45 yards to get into field goal range? Yeah. Does 50 to 55 yards analytically make it that much harder when you are rolling the dice? And
0: and also, too, too I mean, you make a good point because Bass definitely has the leg to kick it out of the back of the end uh, zone yeah, every single time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely a calculated decision or like a conscious decision to kick it short of the goal line. Well,
1: they did it again.
0: They kicked to him again after and, he went house. Right, and, and I should say, too, not even like just short of the goal, like or not even like... If he wanted to, he could kick it out of the back of the end zone, right? We, we agree sure, on that. Sure, yes, yes. But he's placing it, like, not even in the end zone, so it has to be fielded. Now, yes. granted, you could take a fair catch, you know, and take it to the 25, whatever the case, but... Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't understand why they keep doing that. And there's been a couple
1: of special teams mistakes, like big ones this season. You got the punt return opening night in overtime. You got the 12 men on the field against Denver. I mean, punt, Denver. punt
0: return's a little different. And, and they it's were the back. same special teams, coach. Oh, sure. But but also to the Bills, I guess, defense. They were backed, if you're talking about the Jets game, they yeah. were backed way up in their own territory How at many that point.
1: punts did you see in a Bills game go house this year? One. one yeah. but they had a ton of return yardage put on them and the point the point i'm making is it rarely happens in the nfl anymore like the nfl was almost wiped out completely yeah. Yeah. returns for the sake of safety and the bills have had both a kickoff and a punt return against them this season yeah
0: not a good look for uh for the bills special teams okay but after that
1: the defense shows up Again. Yeah. Ed Oliver doing Ed Oliver things.
0: Oh, my gosh. You see him completely pencil in the air to catch that ball? That was the most athletic thing I've ever
1: seen a human being do in my life. Stab that guy right out of the air. That man is three hundred over 300 pounds. Sure. And he not only made that catch, he was parallel to the ground from facing the opposite way a split second before. He had a sack on top of the intersection. Terrell Bernard has a freaking day. Sure, Ten tackles, two sacks. Uh-huh. But the MVP of the game on Sunday. Give it to me. And the new... AFC Defensive Player of the Week.
0: Corner Russell Douglas. There is no Dana only Rasul by the way
1: I stole that and put it on Twitter on Sunday did you really you, made, really it. you made
0: fun of me when I said I you said do better or I something did. like
1: that and then I was I t- I took it and everyone took, gave me credit for it you are a thief one guy said highly underrated tweet and I was like yeah I know it's really good
0: yeah that guy says that to all your tweets
1: so Rasul Douglas two interceptions takes one to the house on top of that he had uh, the deflection on the first interception yeah so he was responsible for three turnovers he also had the fumble recovery on the turnover that wasn't a turnover sure did excuse me jeez <laughs> Sorry, people,
0: people. We're in people's ears right now.
1: Snuck up on it. Yes, what has an infection? <laughs> not, I will not do that. There is no Dana only result. Uh, he also has the most turnovers in the NFL since the trade deadline at six. She he's does. the only corner and he's the only player in the NFL to have multiple two interception games. Both of them came when he showed up in Buffalo. Two interceptions against the Jets. Now two interceptions against New England. Yeah, bro. This is he's playing out of his mind. What an unbelievable. Deadline pickup Russell Douglas has been. Got to hand it to him, man. Got to yeah. hand it to the, to the baked bean. Well, no. I mean, Bailey Zappi kept handing it to him. That's why he well, won that, uh, a, you yeah. know, defensive player of the you week.
0: Got to toss it to Russell Douglas if you're if you're a Bailey Zappi.
1: But the Bills needed everything that defense handed to them because the offense had their issues again. Sure. And Josh's stat line tells the story. Uh-huh. 15 of 30. Ooh, 169. That's 50%. Nice. No, no touchdown passes for the first time in what? Like seven, eight weeks? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a pick. Now, he did have four four yards of carry and two rushing touchdowns, but that was a bad Josh game, and he said it himself. He said he threw the ball terribly.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it wasn't just Josh.
1: Even when things did get schemed open, you had drops all over the place and Uh in big moments. I mean
0: drops, overthrows, you know, things like that.
1: Like Mm -hmm. one that stands out in my head because both of us were like, you got to be kidding me at the same Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Third down short. Latavius Murray is wide open, a yard past the sticks. Yeah.
0: Hits him right in the hands, falls to the ground. Terrible. What you saw we Joe Brady in that uh, because they cut to him after the replay. Just like, oh, you're kidding me. Oh, he is.
1: He's not Ken Dorsey emotional, but he wears how he feels on his face.
0: I, I think he's more like, uh, I mean, not to discredit Ken Dorsey or to, you know, diagnose him with any mental <laughs> <laughs> mental disorder. But uh, yeah, he seems like a little bit more ground. Uh, why? All
1: right. Dorsey never looked disgusted. Joe Brady looks Joe Brady. I
0: was like, I kept thinking Joe Gibbs. Like what? Um, Yeah, no, I he he seemed Joe Brady seems more like a normal human being when it comes to like disappointment so far. Yeah, I guess because Ken Dorsey
1: seemed like a normal human being too until he honey stingered all over that Miami uh, press box. That's a good point. There's still one more game. Now, here's the thing. Uh, The Bills got what they needed to win that game. Dalton came with a big 51-yard catch. He breaks the Bills' rookie record for catches in a season. Congratulations. Uh, Khalil Shakir had some big-time grabs. Feels like Khalil is becoming the big-time moment safety blanket the last couple of weeks. Hmm. San uh, San Diego. Against Los Angeles, he has that catch on third down that was massive. Uh He had a couple of big third-down catches yesterday.
0: Uh, He had another big one earlier in the season, too. I I believe it was on a third down. He's having moments. Yeah. But Diggs has another weird day. Yeah. Four for 26.
1: Gabe catches two for 21. James Cook, one catch for minus four yards. Yeah, way to go. And the rushing game wasn't there again. Cook, 16 for 48. Ty Johnson, not bad. Five for 22. Murray had a carry for nothing. Uh Josh was their best running back on Sunday. And I would like to double down on my concerns that I brought up last week. About offensive coordinator Joe Brady. Because not only did you look at me and say, no, I got a lot of heat on social media for the comments that I made. To be fair, I don't remember anything that you say once the show is stopped. Okay. Last week, I had said that that could have been your hiccup game against Los Angeles. Oh, you're
0: crazy. And that's great.
1: But I had said, you did well with the passing game. Uh They stopped it. You then moved to the run. You did well with that for a little while. They stopped it. And the mark of a good offensive coordinator isn't doing one thing well. It's when teams stop what you do well, how you can adjust. Mm. I'm convinced that anybody can walk off the street and be a good offensive coordinator for one game.
0: I include you. I include me. I'm serious, man. Like how you said you were an expert defensive coordinator because you called one coverage I, and then and then proceeded to get the next seven plays bold wrong. Bald face line, you
1: know it, <laughs> and you know it. No, but in all seriousness, like there's enough talent on most NFL teams, where you can find what you do really well and figure out how to win that one game. Uh And then after they get tape on that one game and they figure out what you do well and they stop it, you suck. Uh. That's the difference. And we're going to find out on Sunday, because Joe Brady's had two clunker games here. If he is able to make the adjustments and get Stephon Diggs open and have him on the field,
0: Trent Shearfield had more snaps than... Stefan Diggs did on Sunday. Well, I mean, but again, and now this conversation is ringing a bell. And I, I guess I maintain the same point that I had last week. Like, not all of that. Like you say, it's a clunker of a game. It's not all on, on Joe Brady. Uh, look, I agree Joe with Brady you. Di- isn't Latavius Murray dropping the ball. Joe Brady isn't overthrowing Diggs for, an, uh, for a clear 80-plus okay. yard touchdown. All right, but here's
1: the thing. That's a, that's a, what, 30, 40 percentage throw? And that's higher with Josh. I mean, that's a normally 25
0: percentage throw. Sure.
1: That's an 80-yard pass.
0: Look, and, and also, too, let's be real. Like, the Patriots defense is not a slouch. You're right. They're one of the best run-stopping defenses in the NFL. They yeah. are, and I will give them that. And But what do you
1: how do you explain what happened in Los Angeles the week before?
0: A team that has nothing to lose playing for an interim head coach. Okay, look. With yeah. a guy named Easton Stick. Yeah, but you're also playing Like, back. you're buying him out of the East Bay catalog. Look. <laughs> Come on, that's a funny joke. They don't sell hockey in the East Bay catalog. <laughs> not lacrosse? They might. I yeah, know.
1: I'm more of a warrior guy, personally. Look, man, you can make the argument you just played teams with nothing to lose. You can also make the argument you just played two of the worst teams in the NFL. Sure. And you had two of your worst offensive performances of the season. Yeah, I mean,
0: at the end of the season that have no nothing to lose, that are just, you know, laying it all out there. Look, you had back-to-back weeks where you needed your defense to stand up and get you that game. And they can do
1: that against Easton Stick and Bailey Zappi. They can't do that against Tua and whatever wide receivers are going to be healthy on Sunday. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. If you want to win this division, you have to go out and figure this out fast. And yep. I am dying to know, dying to know what the deal with Diggs is.
0: Yeah. There, uh, Coming yeah. out of halftime, he did not see the field for that touchdown drive. Do you know that? Yeah, no, I I, I didn't notice it at the time, but I've followed up with other more informative Bill's podcasts Where the host where- didn't have ear infections <laughs> so they can get it done <laughs> on time. Uh, but, yeah, no, I didn't realize it at the time. You know, I'm just invested in the game. But, yeah, no, I mean, I trust those people. They're saying he wasn't on for that entire drive. Like, that's crazy. I mean, I, I, it, at this point, I hope that he's hurt. And I don't mean, like, hope that he's hurt. I'm saying, like, I mean, that's an explanation, yeah, right? Sure. Like,
1: I know what you Because if you're just doing this because you think that's what's best for the team and you had the two offensive...
0: Games that you had the last two weeks and his numbers have been way down. Yeah. What are, you, what are we doing here? That's the thing, too. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe it is a matter of, like, he's being doubled or, or you know.
1: But no, okay. That argument, I I, 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 I brought
0: think that, that up have, as a possibility. Think, yeah.
1: They've been doing that the whole time he's in Buffalo. It's not like all of a sudden, like, six weeks ago, coaches were like, wait a minute. This defending Defiant Diggs guy well, is pretty
0: good. Well, I also think, too, like, you got to take into account, you know, if Gabe is having a good game, you know, it's going to open up Diggs. If there's another threat, like, there was in years past, with Cole Beasley With Isaiah McKenzie With John Brown Okay You know you have These other legitimate Not to say that Gabe Davis is not A legitimate threat But he's hot and cold Okay but let's look At the Los Angeles game Gabe sure. Davis had himself A game game He was what A buck 43 and a so, touchdown So at that point You would think That it would open up For Diggs a little bit And you've not
1: and, and you've had games Where Shakir plays Out of his mind James yep. Cook catching Balls out of the backfield Dalton Kincaid Has had his games Right again He just broke The rookie record In franchise history For catches
0: Fair point and So but to your point though Like I don't think It is an injury he would, like, I mean, by rule, he should be on the injury report well, if there's something. I, I'm just saying. I mean, Josh is on it every other week. Well, yeah, but you're watching Josh take
1: himself out of the game, which was the least fun part of that game yeah, against New so England. What, on the
0: last series? Yeah, I mean,
1: granted, you're kneeing down and the human victory cigar Kyle Allen's coming out. But, like, <laughs> for God's sakes, man, like, to see Josh Allen for the first time in his career go, hey, I need a blow, right. like, don't do that. Yeah. Okay, going back to the wide receiver discussion. Sure. Who's your go to wide receiver right now? Oh, man, I, you need a play, wide receiver or pass catcher. Okay, let's go with pass catcher. You need a play. You need a bad all or nothing game against Miami. Who are you drawing that play up for right
0: now? Kincaid. Yeah, over Diggs. Over. I, oh, I mean, what's? I mean, it, it's. There's so many circumstances. Well, no, I'm asking. That. Like, no, let's just say it's. This is the play. You need a play. You need a oh, primary one, receiver. One particular you need play. A play. Oh, one play. Yeah, no, it's. It has to be Diggs. He, his body of work in those kinds of moments, I think it has to be on, on him. But if you're telling, but if you're asking me like, who's the player who is going to, like, you're going to have to lean on the most, like throughout the course of the game, I think it's Kincaid. Okay. If
1: it's Kincaid, we got a problem because granted, he just broke the, I look, I love the kids game. I do. You got to remember he's still a rookie. Sure. You got to remember that he's had some big drops and big moments, and let's not forget he did cough that ball up against Cincinnati, that ended up costing them the game. Yeah, right. For sure. Six point loss. We wouldn't be in the situation that we're in right now. <laughs> it's all Dalton's fault. Because look, if it's not if it's not Diggs right now, yeah, I think it's Shakir. You think so? He's been the big guy the last couple of weeks, and he is also still a baby, but he's more fire tested than Dalton Kincaid is. He's got playoff experience from last year. I mean, he's never been on a stage like he's going to be on Sunday night. Yeah. But I'm starting to really believe in Khalil Shakir and I'm starting to understand why because you know, back in the off season and early in the season we talked about on the show you let Isaiah Hodgins walk yep. to keep Khalil Shakir. Yeah, And last season, that looked like the worst thing you could have done because Hodgins was having this. He came these, on at the end of
0: the season. In yeah. New
1: York, he was one of the best young receivers in the league and Shakir was doing nothing. Well, Hodgins had, he was dis- he disappeared this season yeah. and Shakir has become a formidable threat.
0: It has nothing to do with the quarterback play in, in New York, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I know what anymore. you're saying, but, I'm, but still, yeah. I mean, if you want to ensure the moment is not too big for the
1: guy you're throwing to, the only answers on this team, I find it interesting that Gabe Davis's name didn't even come up.
0: I mean, I don't. I just don't consider him like when you say like got to make a throw. You like need a play. I, I think of it like third and seven. You need a catch. Okay, I'm not going. I'm not thinking of Gabe Davis in third and seven. I'm thinking of a a, a cross the middle, uh, quick route by uh by Kincaid, or I'm thinking of a a a quick dig. No pun intended for for digs out okay. to the sideline.
1: Gabe Davis might have the most clutch big time game in Bill's history in okay. Kansas City. Two sure, years ago.
0: sure. No, I'm what I mean, like,
1: no, I'm serious. I, I look, I didn't bring up his name either. I just find it weird that neither of us brought that up. But if you talk
0: about like big time moments, big time plays, big time moments, Gabe Davis is that guy, at least historically. And it, it, it but, dude, it goes back to my argument argument earlier in the season of like how long. Man, I hate to say this because like I'm not trying to discredit Gabe Davis, but like. You can't tell me that he's like this tried and true clutch wide receiver based off of the performance in one one postseason game. Granted, an immaculate performance.
1: Indianapolis, the first playoff game at home. And however, g- the, look that had that that drive going in halftime. He makes two insane sideline catches. Without those catches, the Bills do not beat Phillip Rivers and the Colts.
0: That was in 2021. Okay, it is now 2023, going on 2024. But he's
1: done it. He did it in 2021. He did it in a playoff game in 2022. When it, did he do it in twenty twenty two? Against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, or the that game wasn't in the twi- divisional? No, w- last year was twenty twenty three. Oh you, no, you're right. I'm confused. I know I'm years. right because I came out of my oh, mouth. Shut
0: up. Should want to take some it. more cold medicine. Yeah, I wish I could <laughs> go to bed. Well, you do this yourself. After all my prep work, you did literally nothing. I've been working really hard all day, trying to get better, and also working on my Ray Romano impression. Go ahead, Deborah. God, My show. brother's Brad Garrett. This show sucks I so write hard. for a newspaper. Shut up! Everybody loves Shut me. Dang. Talking
1: about Gabe Davis.
0: Okay, you know,
1: within the first two series of a game, yep. if it's going to be a Gabe game or not, Gabe game. Like he's not the type of guy you don't hear from, and all of a sudden in the third quarter he turns it on, and that's what's going to be, I think, the most interesting part of this offense on Sunday night against Miami. Is okay. <laughs> sorry, Stop I got, burping into I'm burping in the microphone. I can't help myself. Shut up. It's like an episode of Rick and Morty. You're doing Ray Romano impressions. You're pitching about nah. me and Shut up. Come on, Rick. Don't All do right. it, Rick. If you want those
0: options at the end of a big-time game, the yep. next few weeks potentially, uh-huh you may have to force feed Diggs and
1: Gabe the ball in the first couple of series.
0: Because that worked out perfectly in the beginning of the season when they tried to force feed Diggs all day. You mean when he was getting 100 yards a game? And they didn't win often. What are you talking about? All right, right. sorry, not in the first three games. Look,
1: there is a problem, but it's not that problem. Like the problem, if you force feed Gabe and Diggs in this game against Miami and potentially a first, second round playoff game, it detracts from the run game, which you may need to succeed. Uh And if you force it and it doesn't work, you're surrendering early positions to good teams. And if we use Miami as an example here, it seems the key to beating the Dolphins is surviving the first two series. Sure. We saw it the first game in Orchard Park. They go back and forth, back and forth. Bills get a stop, and all of a sudden, they were off to the races. Check. We saw it against the Ravens on Sunday. Check. Back and forth, back and forth. Ravens got a stop, and they were off to the races. Uh-huh. If the game is close in the first quarter, the game will be close in the first quarter against Miami. But if you go shot for shot with them early, they will
0: wilt. I'm pretty sure it was the same in the Chiefs game against them.
1: Back and forth. Well, no. I mean, the score stayed low, though. That was a low-scoring game for
0: both teams. Yeah. Maybe I'm just thinking of the possessions. The games
1: yeah. Miami wins, teams against them burn possessions early. And the bis- biggest example of that that I think everyone watched would be the Cowboys game. Huh. They turned the ball over inside the five on the opening drive, and they lost by a possession. Yep. You cannot afford to kick field goals or punt in the first half against the Dolphins. And if that's the case, you then can't force-feed game and – you can't risk forcing the ball into them in the first two series and it not working out. Sure. So now you are you may be relying on Shakir and Dalton Kincaid and James Cook out of the backfield and Trench, Can we never have Trent Shearfield on the field again, Dude, please? I what mean, are we doing here?
0: I, what's so funny, too, I mean, like, credit, credit to, to Joe Bascalia. Like, he made this point for, for this week. As far as, like, back in training camp, like, the idea that, like, like what McDermott and and um uh, and Josh Allen were just talking like Trent Sherfield's like in all like just absolutely like crushing it and and like now that it's it's almost as if like maybe that was like pointed at Stefan Diggs because he wasn't there at okay, the beginning or all maybe. the the drama who knows but either way it's like Wow what what a like contrast between then and now We like has anyone seen Trent Sherfield do anything this season? There is not a single catch that Sherfield has made
1: that sticks out in my head. None. I can't remember a catch can you? No. No, okay. that's that. The other sho- segment <laughs> the other shocking part of this game on Sunday. Von Miller, a healthy scratch for the first time in his career.
0: Oh my gosh, look at my shocked face. I
1: am shocked by it. It should have happened weeks ago. Are you shocked? But I am shocked. shocked No, I'm shocked that he sat him down. Look, man. Look. Don't. What is that? Ray Romano choking on something?
0: Raymond. It's Bill Belichick and uh, Ray Romano uh, had a kid. (laughs) We're on to Cincinnati. (laughs) This is so stupid. You're stupid. You won't stop talking. (laughs) He
1: hasn't done anything. No. Von no. Miller. Yeah. Right? And then you have the off-the-field stuff. The second the off-the-field stuff hit, you should have deactivated him. I'm sorry, man. And I I stand by what I said before. Yeah. Look, we the bills aren't a court of law. It's a private business, right? There's no such thing as, you know, innocent until proven guilty when you work for a private business. I'm sorry. Write me all the hate you want on Instagram and Twitter. But from a pure performance standpoint, Jonathan Kingsley gave you more on Sunday Practice squad defensive end than Von Miller was going to give you. Plus, you had Daquan Jones back. He gets two tackles
0: in that game, right? Are you cool if they don't dress? Von Miller for the rest of the season into the playoffs. I mean, to your point, too, as far as like sitting him down earlier in the season. And again, like I, I agree with you, but to me, it's it's more of the idea of like it's a distraction to the team, What you know, whether it's true or false alleged, you know, whatever the case, I don't care about the I like, don't don't get me wrong. I obviously care about what's going on there. But at, from a football on the field, X's and O's perspective, that is a distraction to your team. You need to remove that entirely and let that person go figure that out. So to that point, though, his like his performance on the field, it's not good. It's not good. It's, it's, it's not existent. Yeah. He, dude, he has one move. He has that outside, like rip to the, like to, to like what? Watch the, like set the edge. That's it. And we've also seen him set the edge to where the people are running toward him and he can't make the tackle. Yeah,
1: I know. Like, and look, take everything else out of it. If you want to talk from a pure athletic standpoint, I get it, man. You had your, of course, two times. Maybe it's not there anymore. But the Bills are trying to win games here. Sure. And look, it's a bad look for the salary cap not dressing him. But that doesn't matter for the rest of the season. Like, you've got questions to answer in the offseason. you got to figure something out. Kick fine. that
0: can down the road. There is an opening right now that, like, if he's not contributing to your team, Kingsley Jonathan is getting more production yes. than than Von Miller. They said Kingsley Jonathan's name twice in that game on yep. Sunday. They hadn't said Von Miller's name after making a play in weeks. Yeah. Weeks. Yeah, man. I, I Like, so from that perspective, like... I don't care who it is. If you're not performing for the team, like, you, you
1: it, next man up, man. But when it comes to kicking the can down the road, I mean, look, whether the Bills lose this game Sunday night or they win the Super Bowl, there will be a question come mini camp and draft time. What do you do with a defensive end in his mid-30s that hasn't come back to form from a second major knee surgery, has a domestic violence charge against a pregnant woman hanging over his head, and is due a billion dollars? Yep. What do you do? Cool. Yeah, it's bad. That's yeah. the understatement of the century. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, great. <laughs> Look, man, it's for all the marbles on Sunday night. And it could be literally for all the marbles, depending on how the two games before work out. I think I may actually throw up. Don't do it in here. I think I'm going to do it. Don't do it in here. I'm going to do it. You know, if we laid this out, one or the other. Yeah. I'm curious what you would want. We'll get into that and we have breaking news as we're taping the show right now. Uh-huh. The Pro Bowl announcements has been have been made. Ooh. Two bills are going to the Pro Bowl. Oh my gosh. Have you Reed seen, Ferguson again? Have you seen yet? No, I haven't. I want to I want to see if you can guess it. We'll do him next. Awesome. Let's go Duffalo the Odyssey Air Beach podcast. We don't get much more pressure than this What
0: do you know about pressure?
1: It's Let's Go Tuffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast coming up uh, in just a little while. We're going to do everyone's favorite segment that Ryan never prepares for, <laughs> find out what's making him sad.
0: Oh, It's a new year. It's the same old joke. And,
1: uh, you know, for a billion dollar franchise that took uh, another billion dollars from the state of New York to build a brand new stadium, you'd think that they'd have better security when everyone around it on game day is getting hammered drunk and jumping through flaming tables. Did you see what happened? No.
0: <laughs> I've, been, I've been in bed for the last... What? Since Sun since I left your house on Sunday.
1: We'll get to it in about fifteen minutes here. Let's go Duffalo podcast. We, yeah. In
0: about fifteen minutes. <laughs> We're we gonna get to it <laughs> in about fifteen it's minutes. Like it's a real radio it's called show. called a long tease. <laughs> well look if they're, oh, but people have to go into work or or you know get a coffee. I don't Maybe stupid. they're trying to fast
1: forward because they're afraid you're gonna do your stupid Ray Romano impression. Please, again. You know it's great. Bills, dolphins. the division so here's the situation just to recap again just to recap again for the sake of the conversation if the bills win they are the afc's champions and they are the two seed Woo! meaning as long as they win they are guaranteed to have home playoff games until the afc championship as long as they keep winning
0: playoffs start last week and continue into playoffs this week started against kansas city If the Bills lose the game, then we
1: have complete chaos. Ooh. Now, the Bills can still get in, but they would need a win from the Browns against the Steelers. Problem is, Browns have nothing to play for. Their playoff fate is locked. They are the five seed no matter what. You mean the, no, the Ravens against the Steelers? The Browns don't Yes, play you're them. right. I'm sorry. Ravens against the Steelers. The Ravens are Count locked it. in at the one. They have nothing to play for. We find out today that Lamar Jackson will not be starting. It's Tyler Huntley against Ooh, Mason Rudolph. Come on, Snoop. The matchup we all waited for. For week 18. Uh, then you would need a win from, uh, as I said... No, wait a minute.
0: No, I, it, I trust me. I've looked over this from the comfort of my pillow, sweating out my ear infection. Yeah. It is the Ravens and the Steelers are okay. playing each other. We need the Steelers to lose. And then the Titans and the Jaguars are playing, and we need the Jaguars to lose. No, One or the other. No, I thought we needed... What about the... The Bengals don't factor into this at Bengals all. Are They're out. You're
1: right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yep. I apologize. Okay. You should apologize.
0: Look, the bottom Apologize line. to every 14 of these listeners right now. The bottom line is this. If you want to keep playing, you got to handle business on Sunday. Oh, sure. You got to handle like business. Like when you're preparing for
1: a podcast. And if that wasn't enough, well, maybe if someone would help me prepare for the podcast, we wouldn't have these issues. It's all up here. Still trapped. If that wasn't enough, the game has been flexed into prime time. So it's the last game of the 2023 NFL regular season in 2024.
0: Been waiting all day for Sunday night. So we get Collinsworth again. Oh, yeah. It'll be great. And Carrie. You see her drum? You see her drum in the intro, right? Will you stop being a creep? What are you talking about? I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Mm -hmm. She comes out in that outfit that only has one leg. Remember what I just said about being a creep? I'm just saying. I'm just observing. I've seen it for 18. I've seen it 18 times now this season. Or 17, going on 18. What? And then halfway through the song, she throws it out into the crowd. You could just stop the talking. Microphone, and then she's, you you know, Stop talking. So the game being flexed
1: into prime time creates a good and a bad. Why is that? The, well, the good is, you know exactly where you're going to stand before kickoff. Very true. Right? Like, either you have locked up a wild card spot and this game is for a better seed and home field, or you need a win to make the playoffs. Uh, and that's good for this team. Sure. The bad one. We have to wait all weekend for the game. We have to wait all day for Sunday night. Well, Saturday, too, because they're playing games on Saturday. Like, that's gonna, that's what's going to make it worse, is there will be NFL football on Saturday, which is going to be, like, starting the clock early. I've been waiting all week for Sunday night. Two, good luck getting sleep no matter what happens on Sunday night with this oh, game. Oh, yeah, no, please. Either the adrenaline will be eating away your veins from that win, uh-huh. or the despair will have you staring at the ceiling in the dark. Yep. So here's my question, Ryan. Because Shoot. again, like you know, you don't necessarily need a win depending on what happens with these other two games. Yep. I mean, the seeding would be nice, whatever. Uh huh. If you had to have one or the other, yep. Ryan, if you get a guaranteed seven seed, yep. So you would have no chance at a playoff game at home at all for the playoffs, but. You have no chance in the division on Sunday. So you'd go into the game. The game doesn't matter. You are guaranteed a playoff spot, but it's the seven, and you would have to win three road games against the toughest opponents, Miami, Baltimore, whoever's left. Yep. Or the game Sunday night is for the two seed, losing you're out, win, and you have home field advantage until the AFC championship. You have one choice or the other. Oh,
0: God. What do you want? Uh, uh, give me the division. I want the two. So you want this game for everything. I want it for all the marbles. Why? Because like how poetic is that? Okay. It's so like you can't write this. You can't plan this out. If this was a TNT movie, everyone would have changed it 40 minutes ago. You can't plan this. You cannot play. You you cannot. You can't plan
1: this. You, you can't play this. Go. No, Here I mean, tell me go. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Who has been saying this was going to happen? For, oh, have I not? Seven weeks. Have I not been you saying it, bro? There's. Seriously. You can get on my Twitter account at Duffy My Instagram account at Duffy and I will. You can see the clip. You can from follow November me on my,
0: on my shameless plug. Well,
1: on the TV show, the Rochester Press Box that I do every weekend.
0: Another one.
1: Stupid. Well, the Bills were five and five. I said the Bills are going to win this division, and they're going to do it on the last day of the season. Okay, And everyone thought I was crazy. So don't sit here and say you can't write it because I've been writing it for weeks.
0: Yeah, way to shoot your shot on a, what, plus 20,000 bet at that point. Yeah,
1: and I nailed it as long as they win on Sunday.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, but to answer your question, I mean, like, I, the the home field advantage is is huge. You know, winning the division is huge. Like, like, and don't get me wrong. Like at the end of the day, like the bills won the division last year and they got bounced in the divisional round in, in very embarrassing fashion, almost got bounced in the wild card in very embarrassing fashion. So like, it's not all about the division, but I want to see this team in the latter of those scenarios because of where they have come from since week 11. You know what I mean? Okay. Like the, like the, the, the hurdles that they have had to overcome to get to a point where it's not only win and in, but win and you win the division and you get at least one. And if you win another home playoff game. So you don't think the Bills could win three road games to get to the Super Bowl? I don't think that they couldn't win three road games. I think they could absolutely win three road games, but the luxury and comfort of being at home, especially in the playoffs, is huge. Okay, so you may want to rethink that uh, road playoff game take. Why? Home
1: playoff games are huge for the Bills. Under Sean McDermott, the Bills are 4-1 at home in the playoffs. They Their lone loss coming to Cincy last year. Yeah. They've never won a road playoff game under Sean McDermott. Okay.
0: They, Why would I want to rethink it then? The, what do you mean?
1: They're 0-3. Well, I'm saying you said I I think they can win three straight road games. Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay, fair Okay, enough. so they had that loss in Houston, Josh's second year in the league. Yep. They lost two playoff games. In fairness, in if they back, stopped that game at halftime, they would have won. Stop the count. <laughs> I mean, look, to your point, the two seed opens up a world of possibilities from you. Everyone but Baltimore comes to Buffalo. You get Miami, you get Jacksonville, you get Kansas City in your house in January in Western New York.
0: And on top of that, too, like if you are the two seed, if uh, barring some kind of crazy miracle in the divisional round, and Jacksonville gets upset. Now, if the Bills continue to win, you're hosting the AFC championship game. Yeah, I mean, you mean Baltimore gets upset. What did I say? You said Jacksonville. Sorry. I mean,
1: yeah. No. no, and look, I mean, based on baltimore's track record in the playoffs that's not out of the question for sure especially because it's going to be a full two weeks that lamar jackson will not be playing football before he has that home playoff game because he's not starting this weekend. right i mean like don't get me
0: wrong like i i I think i'm not i'm not predicting anything but i'm just saying like that's why you play for the two seed that's why no i get that's
1: why pat i know but like Look, there is a theory that I don't subscribe to, but it's something we need to
0: talk about. Oh, oh look at this. Positive discourse. Here the, we go. The run out,
1: you're wrong. The run out of gas theory. That the Bills have been in the playoffs since Kansas City. The, and if,
0: the me in high school.
1: <laughs> Are you talking about your car or when you're running? Because both of them apply. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. No, I mean, look, the Bills have been in playoff mode since Arrowhead. Sure. Right? And that is a taxing thing. Uh-huh. I mean, we saw the New York Giants all those years ago go from... We needing to win games to get to eight and eight all the way to winning the Super Bowl and yeah. keeping the Patriots from going undefeated. They can't lose. That was un- that was unbelievable. But that's the last time we saw it.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, that's... then we saw it again when they got in as a wild card and they also beat the Patriots in the Super <laughs> but Bowl. But they weren't eight and eight. <laughs> sure. You know I what I'm saying? I know what you mean.
1: Like, I mean, that's how rare stuff like that is. Like, there's getting hot at the right moment, peaking at the right moment. And yeah. the Bills this year started their hot run two games later than they normally do. Hot run, which I think is good. Yeah. But never before did they have to win these games. Right, mm-hmm. the lat under McDermott when they made the playoffs, they had locked up playoff positions with two weeks to go. Yep. Whereas now this is the first time where you have the
0: possibility on the last day of the season to not make the playoffs. Not even make it. Like I'm sorry, man. Like it, it, when when I was reading through all those scenarios, like I got the biggest pit in my stomach of like, I cannot believe that the Bills could potentially be at what, ten and seven? Ten right? and seven, yeah. Ten and seven and not make the playoffs. You well, know, after the run that they've had going into the end of the season. But here's the thing. The more I think about it and the more I reflect on it what's the difference between this week and next week? If the bills are in the playoffs, you know what I mean? It's if you lose, it's over. So like, it's just starting like legitimately starting uh, more than likely. Yeah. This week. Well, the idea is you get to catch your breath before it really matters. It,
1: but it really matters right now. No, but that's what I'm saying is like, it doesn't have to, right like it doesn't have to really matter right now if you would have been able to handle one more games business it doesn't have to matter sure yeah you have the the ability to sit josh down for a second half you have the ability to not show every because bro you also have to put everything you have on tape the week before the
0: playoffs yeah
1: you have no choice
0: yeah so that's and, and who knows how much joe brady has on tape or rather, uh, uh, in the in the arsenal. Yeah, you know? no,
1: I mean, the next step, man. What do you got? You got to give me the best, everything you got to make sure you make the playoffs, and then next week, you got to do it again. And then yeah. next week, you got to do it again. And then yeah. next week, you got to do it again. And if you're that fortunate, next week, you got to do it again.
0: Two weeks after that, you got to do it again.
1: <laughs> so, like, let's talk through the scenario of the Bills not winning the division, but making it as a seven seed. Hmm, scenarios. You would go to Miami yep. opening weekend uh-huh. of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That win is doable. Sure. Then you would have to go to Baltimore, which you already said last week. You're scared of if you're you're saying if you're if the seventh seven, seed,
0: you're going to Baltimore. Yep, you got to. Yep, yep, if, if you
1: if you manage to beat Miami, you're then going to Baltimore. Uh-huh. on the road. Then after that, uh-huh. you would have most likely Cleveland, Kansas City, or Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, I would guess Cleveland. You think so? I would. Out of those three, I I mean, would I mean say you're going to
1: count Kansas City out right now.
0: I I would just say that Cleveland has a way better defense and a passable enough offense with. Ah, elite quarterback, Joe Flacco. You know,
1: now that we're talking through this, I don't think Miami would be able to beat Buffalo in back-to-back weeks, um, even in their own house twice.
0: I mean, and so it's let's hard say, to beat a team three times. Let's. Well, this would be the... Oh, yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Or yeah, twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean...
1: Even though Buffalo did it last year. They did. Barely. <laughs> well, sure? no, they didn't beat him three times. They lost oh, opening... but they beat him back-to-back. Back. No, it wasn't back-to-back. Back. It wasn't back-to-back. Yeah, to back. we lost... No, I know, I know, but it wasn't week, week. Oh, God. But well, no, but that happens. Semantics. But that's what we're Scenario just... Scenario semantics. There's a huge difference between a five, six-week gap where teams have the ability to improve and change things and playing someone literally six, seven days later. Eh,
0: tomato, tomato. Uh,
1: look, I think they can win in Miami. I'm not as scared of playing in Baltimore as you are.
0: Uh, you're not as scared of playing, in, of playing in Baltimore than I am. Yeah, I mean,
1: again, you would have two weeks where Lamar wasn't playing football, huh. Right. Baltimore has its flaws. They've sure. lost some Everybody games. Like yeah, that. Okay, right? I mean, and I think Buffalo's defense, as we've seen the last couple of years, McDermott's defense matches up really well with what the Ravens try to do on offense. Yeah. Yeah. Right there, if I'm not mistaken, McDermott is two and one against Lamar Jackson.
0: Two and one. The only
1: win that he had, I think, came in, was it Josh's? No, it was the year after Josh's rookie season. They beat him in Buffalo. Yeah, Because Lamar didn't start that game where Peterman started. Correct. Yeah. But the point I'm making is, if we play out the scenario of playing again in Miami the next week as the seven, going to Baltimore and having to win there, and then Cleveland, Kansas City, or Jacksonville, I don't think that's the gauntlet that it normally would be in any other playoff year. Say those again? Got to win in Miami. Yep. Then you got to go to Baltimore and win. Yep. And then let's say you go to Kansas City. I think that would be your most likely opponent in the AFC Championship game. Okay. You've never won in Kansas City in the playoffs. Yep. But you haven't lost a game in Kansas City in two years. Yeah. It's doable.
0: Well, sure. But I would also think it would be much more comfortable, personally, to play... Uh, let me think who would be because Miami can't be the seven no so you would either you'd be playing like Houston Houston or Indianapolis Indianapolis right yeah and right. after that so they're coming to your house yeah so then let's just say again if Miami's the six like Miami will be the highest or rather you, get Miami,
1: the, you get either Miami or Kansas City coming to Buffalo next no you wouldn't get Kansas City Kansas City's the three
0: Right, so, so by, we would Baltimore play the lowest. Was,
1: yes, can, that may be the lowest. Oh, oh,
0: yeah, no, you're right. You're right, you're right.
1: I know. Again, I said it, so I'm right. I was thinking of the bar. Okay. So you would most likely get, you would get either Indianapolis or Houston. Uh-huh. You would then get Kansas City or Miami, uh-huh. and it would probably be Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So you would have Kansas City at home in the divisional round to play for an AFC championship. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, it does feel delicious. Ooh. It does feel delicious.
0: Ooh. Can you feel it? But we're getting way out of ourselves you here. you
1: feel we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. And I want to talk like do. I don't want to talk about the game because we're going to talk about the game in the final segment here. By the way, I did talk about Tease in the last segment as we're taping this. Oh, about 15 minutes ago. Yes, I did. <laughs> as we're taping this, the Pro Bowl selections have been announced. Okay. Two bills have been selected to the Pro
0: Bowl. Two bills. You want to guess
1: who they are? Uh, for sure. I right, go. Uh Josh Allen. No. What? No, Josh Allen.
0: Okay, hang on. Um,
1: Josh Allen is a first alternate.
0: Of course. Ed Oliver. No. What? Nope. Uh, okay, hang on. Everybody's- Ed Oliver is not even
1: an alter. Oh, no, he, Ed
0: Oliver is a third alternate. Um, Is is it obvious?
1: Give me that at least. Okay, one of them is going for the third time. One of them is going for the first. Okay,
0: one of them's going for the third time. Mitch Morris? Nope, Mitch Morris is a second alternate.
1: What? your Dawkins Deion Dawkins is the one going for the third time
0: yep Um, who's making
1: his first pro bowl appearance first Pro Bowl as a starter as
0: a starter um King Cutie
1: nope Kincaid is the third alternate James Cook is going to the pro bowl
0: wow that didn't take very long
1: I know well he is third in the NFL in rushing sure I am surprised that he was given that honor. I mean, because he's been quietly doing this. I didn't think he was getting the noise outside of Western New York.
0: Sure, and I mean to be fair, I mean he broke out exactly when the Pro Bowl voting started. Yes, so. no, you're right.
1: So Cook is the first Bills running back to go to the Pro Bowl since LaShawn McCoy did in 2017, and I think he went as an alternate, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Deion Dawkins is the first Bills offensive lineman to get three or more straight Pro Bowls since Reuben Brown. I was going to say Reuben definitely it. Yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight nine bills
0: in total. That'll be going. Wait, so so why? How does this work? As far as like, Digs is a second alternate. Oh, okay. But like, and Leonard Deon, Floyd a third alternate. Good for him. And
1: Dawson Knox a fifth alternate. Why do they do Dude, fifth alternate? Seriously. Well,
0: really? <laughs> because because no one wants to go to the Pro
1: Bowl. Well, but they don't even play a game anymore. And by the That's way, we fair. don't want any to go to the Pro Bowl because if they go to the Pro Bowl, it means
0: they're not playing in the Super Bowl. Good point. Um, what was I going to say? I don't recall. doesn't matter. Probably something stupid. Probably. Oh, yeah, no. So, like, Deion Dawkins, what, three years in a row now, right? That's what it looks
1: like, yeah. How does Unless that I'm work as far story.
0: as the position? that's That makes sense. It's his third career selection. Third, third may total, not maybe third not three years. Row, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. So, like, how does that work as far as the positioning is concerned? Because I know, like, what, usually do, like, do what tweet or, like, you know, whatever the case. It's a combination
1: to, of fan voting plus, like, NFL players plus, like, experts in the league, I guess. But I don't know what it breaks down to.
0: Right. So, my question is, like, what if... 14 left tackles got voted into the Pro Bowl. Like, how do you determine, like, do you take, take the top, top two, two yeah. of that position? Yeah. I see. Okay. From the conference. So I you're think. telling me that, Dion among all left tackles, so the 31 other starting left tackles in the league. Well, no,
1: it would be 16 because it's the AFC. He, might, he was got top it. two. And by got the way, it, I mean, I don't know if it was the fan vote that got him over. I don't know if it's the other players. I don't know if it's the executives that vote. Again, I don't know what the voting breaks down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I mean, no, he's, he's having sense.
0: the best season of his career, uh-huh. I think. Although I would love to see 16 left tackles, <laughs> 11 of them on the field, and then what? The the remaining ones being coordinators. There is
1: an <laughs> argument to be made that your offensive linemen are the best athletes on the field. Sure. To be able to move the way they do at
0: that size. Yeah. And what's so funny, too, like, I've I've had this, like, revelation recently that, like, there's a ton of offensive linemen in the NFL that weren't offensive linemen when they came into the league or when they were in college, you know, they converted to offensive line at some point, usually in their collegiate career. Yeah. From tight end or defensive tackle. Right. There was one guy who someone was a quarterback, David and or David Edwards was, was a quarterback, quarterback in college. I'm pretty sure. Or at least he played quarterback before. Okay. I could have swore that was the case. Well, how about not Travis Kelsey? What's his Jason Kelsey? He played hockey in high school. Sure. He was so a did hockey JJ player. Watt. Yeah.
1: Well, JJ Watt's a douche. Yeah, True. Yeah, because, yeah,
0: he's he's not. Oh, he is, but
1: yeah. Hey, man, I don't do it for the attention, says man tweeting. I'm not doing it for the attention. <laughs>
0: uh. Working the jugs machine at, at midnight with all the with the lights, stadium lights on him. <laughs> all right,
1: we're going to take a
0: little bit of a break from talking about this
1: Miami game because I know that everyone's uh, brown eye is puckering very tight right now. Ew. Oh, shut up. Your ear is draining as we're doing this show into my headphones. Gross. No. Gross! The Bills have a problem at One Bills Drive. Uh Uh-oh. More specifically, across the stadium where the new One Bills Drive is going to be.
0: Two Bills Drive? You would
1: think (laughs) that a franchise worth this much money would be able to keep this place secure. But again, after something that's been happening at home games, we'd be wrong. And we'll get into it, and we'll find out what's making Ryan sad. Next, let's go to Buffalo, the Odyssey Epic Reach podcast. 20 and all. Sure. But the Bills really hindsight's should. Hindsight's always 40. The Bills really should have seen this coming. And as alarming as this is that it's kept happening after that first insane story from opening weekend. Yep. It's surprising there aren't more of these. Huh. So Let's go Duffalo The Odyssey App Ready to get your podcast He's Ryan Duffy Hi He's dying in front of my eyes uh. My he's Pat Duffy uh, Before we get to uh, What happened What has
0: been happening
1: At the stadium uh, We have to have Everyone's favorite segment oh. Let's find out What's making Ryan sad
0: Well You're gonna find out What's making me sad In about 45 seconds Don't throw up in my studio <laughs> It's that time of the year Right Holidays are over it's historically, at least per the Gregorian calendar, the highest time, or highest likelihood that people are going to feel depressed.
1: It's actually, this is January is the month most likely for a divorce. So go kiss your wife or your husband and tell him, please don't divorce me.
0: Well, I'm sick right now and she won't go near me.
1: You're getting a divorce.
0: Oh God. But I am pretty sad that... All this talk. I mean, we're getting at the end of the season, right? We're yeah. talking about awards. We just talked about the Pro Bowl, all this stuff. And sure. a perennial award is the Comeback Player of the Year. Okay. Right? We're talking about Joe Flacco. elite. Mm-hmm. don't yeah. get me wrong. <laughs> Joe Flacco as a potential Comeback Player of the Year because of the run that he's made with the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. When... Just a year ago, Demar Hamlin literally came back from the beyond, yeah, to then again play a football game. Okay, and the fact that we are even talking about the potential of Joe Flacco, among other candidates for comeback player of the year, sure, and that Demar Hamlin's not a complete show-in for
1: it. Okay, so let's have this discussion, and this may be sacrilegious on this show.
0: Come on.
1: I think there's a legitimate argument for Joe Flacco over DeMar Wow. Hamlin. Okay, listen, 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 Wow, listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. Sure. Hear me out. You know nobody loves Demar Hamlin more than I love Demar Hamlin.
0: Oh, you're just you know you know how you know when people really love something mm. when they tell you about it.
1: Okay, I own not only the Demar Hamlin jersey I bought. I pay. I bought my love. I made a Demar Hamlin jersey.
0: I took a sharpie to nope. an EJ Manuel jersey. I cut, no, I cut up.
1: I, I cut up my Kiko Alonso jersey, screw him, made a nameplate out of it, went to Michael's, got heat-pressed uh, uh, letters that matched the Bills thing so I could wear it to the game after everything happened against New England when they ran that kickoff back twice.
0: Did you miss Earth Science after you left home economics, you
1: nerd? Anywho, <laughs> look, DeMar Hamlin became a household name. Yeah, his charity has made tens of millions of dollars.
0: Jason M's. He is, I just got a GoFundMe uh, update about where the money, what what they're doing with the money, and it's fantastic, sure. right? He's inspired people to learn CPR. In fact,
1: some of the actions that he's taken has saved the lives of high school athletes that had similar incidents happen to him. There's yep. now those uh, what do you call them AED machines, defibrillators, yeah, yep. yep. that are now in places they weren't before. What he has done has touched tens of millions of lives
0: and has changed people for the better forever. But you know what he hasn't done? What's that? He hasn't come off of his couch down the Cuyahoga River. <laughs> okay, we're not going from a Ray Romano impression. It's bad man.
1: Nobody knows what you're doing except own for me. Because I own this Randy Google. Newman album. Nobody gets your That's Randy Newman album. impression. <laughs> I'm album. not
0: saying it's not a great album. What were you saying? I'm just saying, like, like, dude, come on. Like, I understand like obviously Joe Flacco has had a good um, you know, run in the last five weeks. Okay. Five
1: weeks. He's played more games than DeMar Hamlin. <laughs> he has. <laughs> Look. From a story, life, impact perspective, Damar Hamlin's story, without question, hands down, is a way more remarkable story. From a football perspective, which this award is, I would not be upset if Joe Flacco won that award. I think Hamlin's going to win it. And of course, I'm going to be happy for DeMar Hamlin. Do you think DeMar Hamlin cares about that award
0: after everything that's happened, after everything else that went down? I don't think he cares about it, but it would be nice to show the the fact that he is back on the field less than yes. a year yes. after. But isn't the fact that after he was dead, the, that him walking out of that tunnel in uniform and playing snaps, that's not enough? He won the game of life, DeMar. He did. That doctor waited so, like he could not wait to get in front of that press conference It microphone. was. It was alarming that because I okay I don't want to sound I like a jerk I also here. too ahead, can, like ahead. if if also like I can imagine DeMar being I'm like oh thanks appreciate it but do we but, <laughs> but like but this but the box score of the game what was then the, they had what to take was the time to
1: explain to him that they, the game has been suspended or we're not sure like, wait no that doesn't happen in the NFL That's never happened no see it was such a remarkable extraordinary but, circumstance but again
0: you did win the game of life but the but the game
1: is suspended. It's it's weird to me that Bills fans are getting so upset about the idea that Joe Flacco could win this award. Sure. I think that everything that DeMar Hamlin ever wanted, I mean, granted, past the dying part. Yeah. I mean, from uh, this terrible thing, for him to be where he is today, you can't ask for any more than that. And I don't think that him winning the Comeback Player of the Year award would add any more to the story. Whereas Joe Flacco has had a remarkable five six weeks i mean it is an unbelievable story he comes up
0: five six weeks i mean that's really cool name me a month and a half give me another example of this ever happening of of what what joe flacco's
1: doing dude uh, in his late 30s off the couch he's got this team in the playoffs um, he's thrown for over 300 yards every game that he started name me another player that's done it kurt Warner's story is remarkable
0: that guy was 10 years younger and he had a whole training camp please give me another example I don't know how many times did Joe Flacco die? Give that example. He played for the Jets. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, I mean, honestly, just another W for John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens, if we're being honest here. What do you mean? I mean, look at how prestigious his quarterback lineage is as far as the like now Lamar Jackson shooing for MVP. Yeah. Joe Flacco, a uh, very reasonable candidate for comeback player of the uh, year. RG 3s on ESPN doing his thing. <laughs> he's got that Snoop going Hunt. Huntley's going to be making the uh, the thing, and Trace McSorley's
1: doing something. By the way, Snoop Huntley, uh, T- Huntley who's starting for the Ravens Tyler over, Huntley, yeah, yeah, Tyler Huntley. Uh, he's a free agent after this game. Is he really? Which is uh, oh, dude, it bodes gonna... well
0: for the Bills. Honestly, yeah, no, that's that's really cool. I I hope he. He's a good good
1: player. I, I mean, he won a couple of games last year. By the way, real quick before we move on to the actual Bills content, Joe Flacco doing what he's doing in Cleveland right now, yeah. is. I guess it's a feather in the cab for the Ravens. It's a huge accomplishment for Joe Flacco himself. Sure. It is such an indictment on the New York Jets because they could have kept him around instead of Zach Wilson. Not only did Joe Flacco look like hot flaming garbage with the Jets last year and has done a complete 180 with the Browns, you could have had Joe Flacco with this defense that
0: you had as your starting quarterback for the rest of the season, and you decided to go with Zach Wilson instead, you want to say that Joe Flacco set up for success because he has a dynamite defense. The Jets are still a dynamite defense. Yeah. you want to say that Joe Flacco is set up for success because he has, uh, you know, pass catchers like Amari Cooper mean and Gary Wilson and, who had back to back. My point exactly. Yes. You know, Brees Hall or no, Brees Hall was hurt at the end of or when Flacco was playing last year in, in New York. But either way, like you would have had him this year. That's uh, right, and and that's kind of what I was leading into, like. You you signed Trevor Simeon off the street. Yep. Joe Flacco was available He knows at that your point. system. Right. Well, the maybe fact, not
1: because of Nathaniel hockey
0: but you get my point. I, I just don't understand at all. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, what, what are the odds that you're going to take a flyer on a guy who's in his 30s, like late in his 30s? But not
1: taking a flyer. You're familiar with him. Tell me again
0: that Robert Sala isn't a clown. How long have
1: I been saying that for? I honestly He like, should
0: be fired. I I, I I, don't think he will be, but, but I would not I, be surprised.
1: If you fire him, you give Aaron Rodgers more power, and that's even more of a disaster oh, than God. keeping Robert Sala in your general manager. Okay, we've talked too much about non bill stuff for a second. Let's get into this Bills thing. We find out this week that right before the Cowboys game, two more Bills fans were arrested for illegally entering the construction site of the new stadium across the street from Highmark. Uh-oh. According to authorities, the pair were trying to cut through to save time walking to the gate. That
0: seems to be the going excuse. Okay, that's insane. I'm just going to go through this active construction zone real quick because I've never seen any of the Final Destination movies before. So let's assume that the pair had been drinking,
1: right? Oh, okay. On game
0: day? First of all,
1: the site is not that wide. It's not that wide. It's 50 yards. That's what I'm saying. What is that, 150 feet? Sure. You're going to tell me you think you're going to save time while drunk hopping two fences while drinking and dodging construction equipment and holes in the ground
0: i'd like to think too that like it's he's like these two people are just part of the you know uh swats of people that are just like the people moving lines yeah and they see this thing and they're like guys over this way (laughs) this way looks faster
1: now these two folks are not the first to be arrested we told you earlier this season of a man who was allegedly drunk high on cocaine lsd and marijuana also naked, poo man. Well, covered in human poo from a porta potty that he uh, jumped into. Poo man shoe. He was arrested for the same trespassing charge. Uh, by the way, at this point, the trespassing least of his worries. There,
0: I would say it's lo- it's lower on the list. We
1: don't know what happened to that guy. By the way, he ended up in the hospital from uh, the poo. He's dead. Did he die? No. I don't no, he might have died. I heard that he was like septic.
0: Oh well, I mean, pff.
1: hey, way to go. This was fun. This was a fun conversation. It's a Ryan's septic pumped. tank, that's for sure. What did you mean this week? <laughs> We find out from authorities in Orchard Park, they've actually arrested 10 different people during games this season for hopping the fence and going into the stadium site. YOLO. So there are two things that should have been considered here. Yeah. One, how is security around that fence not way better on game day? Yeah. You have drunken fans that are known for jumping through flaming tables. Uh You didn't think building a new stadium in the middle of literally all of that, could present a couple of problems.
0: Not to mention, too, like, on game day, try crossing Abbott or Southwestern and, and not seeing a cop every five feet. Thank you! And a, and a cop on a horse sometimes. And a cop and on a, a horse, horse on an ATV. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have thumbs. How do they drive the thing? It's crazy. That's our tax dollars for you. How do you not post
1: someone up pay him $15 an hour every feet to just stand there, every 15 feet to
0: stand there in the Yellow Jacket. Can't
1: go that way. Right? You're a (laughs) billion-dollar franchise. You can't afford a $15 an hour for eight home games every 50-feet Yellow Jacket guy. To
0: be fair, if that Yellow Jacket guy or gal is on the opposite side of ECC with all of the people that are not parking in Bill's lots, so these people are having... I believe isn't ECC technically a Bill's lot. Uh, Oh, all right. Let's just say that it is, but further away from the stadium, you know, the nosebleeds of the parking spot. Yes. yes. So you're going to put some lone person out there making what? $17 an hour. If, if they're lucky to just be like, you can't go this way. Where's my backup? Well, no, that's why you put them every 50 feet. It's
1: not the fact people aren't going to try it. If there's someone standing there every 50 feet, I'm telling you, there's something about someone in a yellow jacket where I'm not going to try it, not going to do it. And all it would take is to just grab them by the back of the shirt and pull them off the fence. Sure. How fast can you climb a fence? This ain't American Ninja
0: Warrior. That's American Gladiators, you I know. I'm leaning into the other American uh, muscle-bound athletic competition show. Calm down over there. The second (laughs) thing
1: the Bills needed to consider before they did this whole thing. Yeah. When you put a, a fence around anything. Yeah. Some idiot is going to try and climb that fence. That fence is
0: mine. Doesn't matter I'm what scaling that thing. Yes, I don't care what you say, Dave. I'm going over that fence. It doesn't matter what is
1: inside that fence. A fence is an international invitation for a certain type of person to just go for it.
0: Yeah, right. Or urinate on. Let's now, be honest.
1: Yeah, no, you're, I have no idea why this is. I don't know why it exists that
0: way, but it, it's just human it's nature built into our DNA. That's I'm scaling that fence right now. You want to see me climb that fence? <laughs>
1: I know. I actually would want to see you climb that fence. I would be there (laughs) drunk with pulling money out of my pocket.
0: Dude, I used to, like, I'm sure just like every kid, like, you remember climbing chain link fences, you know, as a child and, like, your bare feet. Dude, honestly, hand to God, if I had to climb a chain link fence higher than nine feet, I'm a dead man. You
1: can't climb a chain link fence higher than four feet. Well, I'm just saying, like... Yeah, if it's I'm, above your belly button, you're dead.
0: But no, but I'm saying, like, but if it's a life or death situation, like, no, I'm just I mean, gonna hurdle over it, like, no, Ted Row style. You're not doing or that. Or style. You're
1: not doing that. I'm telling you right now, even life or death style,
0: if it's above four feet, you are dead. Okay, that aside, if it is over eight feet, yeah. there's no way I'm getting... I'm just... I'm, I'm coming... To, I'm making my peace at
1: that point. I would love to know... In the moment, what your plan for getting over a four-foot chain link fence would be?
0: Where, who's got one? where in your neighborhood. No, you're hurt? gonna
1: hurt yourself. Of course I will.
0: But no, I'm not like, gonna. I'm not gonna go down without. No, a fight, you're gonna baby. hurt yourself and still I'll fight the fight. You're gonna hurt yourself. I'll as, jump the fence. You're gonna hurt yourself and still end up on my side of the fence. I'll chain those links.
1: It also makes you wonder now that we know that ten people have been arrested throughout the season for going into this construction site. Sure. How many people overnight and on non-game days have been in there without getting caught? Yeah. Because if they're not securing it during game day. You know, there it's even less secure than non secure on non game days, right? Because like people want a piece of everything of this franchise, of course, right? And I'm sure there are people that think there's like cool Bill stuff inside that fence.
0: This is where they keep all the footballs. <laughs> I mean, don't forget, after- poor, poor Jeff's running across the street every <laughs> at halftime. We need more balls. Get them out of the big ditch.
1: Don't forget, after the official groundbreaking, some folks stole dirt that they dug up from a box. I tried to sell it on eBay. Did you see that? No. Yes. So you also have people that could want to leave a person. This is a box of dirt. <laughs> no, like they were trying to sell
0: boxes of dirt. How can, how can you verify that that's the dirt from the, from the field? I oh, don't know, man. I got this dirt. It's from the Washington Monument. You want it? $200. This dirt's from Mars. $300. You also may have people. People that- are so stupid. Yes, they are. You also go to people that want to
1: leave personal mementos in the stadium for when the concrete gets that boarded. I could get, yeah. Because like, so there was a story a couple of years ago when they were building the new Yankee Stadium. A yep. construction worker who was a Red Sox fan tried to encase a Sox jersey in the concrete to curse the team in their new stadium. Uh-huh. And I guess it would be cool
0: to have something yours in that stadium forever and ever. Except that guy's never gonna work in the tri-state area ever again. Well, yeah because of the because they had to undo all the work to get it out. And then they found it. If I was that guy, I would just say that I did it so that they had to go, but like that's the prank enough. You know what I mean? What, go and take all the concrete yeah. out <laughs> of it. Go find it. It's in there somewhere. You didn't find it yet? Oh. There's th- there's four <laughs> there's a pig labeled one, two, and four. <laughs>
1: All right, the reason we all came: Bills, Dolphins, eight twenty Sunday night prime time. It's all the marbles, baby. Marbles, baby. Look, this is bragging. and I'm losing my marbles. This is two seed. This is bragging rights. This marbles, pride. It's all of it, man. And We get into it next. Let's go, Duffalo, the Odyssey, Upper Beach Podcast. Even some Bills fans wrote them off. The Bills are on the cusp of taking the division and having the best-looking route to the Super Bowl they've had in the McDermott era. All you have to do is sweep a divisional foe in their own house in prime time with the entire country Uh, watching. uh, It's electric. uh, Boogie, woogie, woogie. Pressure makes diamonds. Scared money don't make no money. It's Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. Okay. Hi. How on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you feeling about Sunday right now?
0: Nine. You're that confident? I'm confident. I think that this team is going to come out absolutely ready to go. Now, the but the because the dolphins, I think are unpredictable and they can very easily score and they can take the top off of teams. I'm I'm there is that. That's why I'm not at a ten. Okay. So and that's just confidence. And that's not to diminish the dolphins. And if you recall going all the way back to the beginning of the season, Everyone was talking about how the Jets were going to make the biggest uh, uh push for the AFC East. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone was forgetting about the Dolphins. I remember saying very clearly, I am I think the Dolphins are the biggest threat to the division. And you were like, "Boo! You just the Dolphins. The Bills own the Dolphins." They do. Uh, uh, they've have had, they have had very good success over Josh Allen's career. What are you You sound like a Chinese restaurant. Very good success. Very they, good. Very good success. <laughs> Mother-son um, reunion. <laughs> so, uh, but, no, I mean, I it's obviously I was correct. Chalk that up for a Ryan win. Yeah, all it took was Aaron Rodgers blowed out his Achilles four uh-huh. plays into the season.
1: Who's to say that the Jets would be any good with him? No, that? I'm with you. Look, there's good and there's bad here. And let's start with the bad. Sure. With this game on Sunday. One, like we talked about, the Bills offense has been sputtering. Josh Allen hasn't hit 200 passing yards in two of the last three games.
0: Uh-oh. He didn't hit 100 yards
1: against the Chargers. Uh-oh. Or no, was it again? Yeah, it was the Chargers game, right? No. Uh, no game he, before that. The Dallas game. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I don't think that was on him. I
1: understand. The last two games, James Cook, uh, the new pro bowler, has hit a wall. Pro
0: bowler James Cook. That has a nice ring ring to it.
1: By the way, uh, we failed to mention James Cook made the pro bowl the day after his brother was cut from the
0: Jets.
1: Awkward family One comes out, one goes in. But look, you need to find offense to beat this Dolphins team, which is how they smoked them in Orchard Park earlier this season. Second bad. This is Joe Brady's first game against Miami. Yep. And now there's tape on Joe Brady. Mm, Yeah. The element of surprise is gone, and now it's straight up skill on skill. How do you handle a Vic Fangio defense? Which, by the way, he's the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins. Sean McDermott brought up this week when asked about the success Josh Allen has had against Miami, he said Josh has only played a Vic Fangio defense with Miami once, and it's a small sample size, even though he played really well early
0: this season. Yeah. The
1: third uh, bad here. Yep. Can you get Tua off his rhythm with the defensive pieces you have right now? Yeah. Now, don't forget, the first time these two teams played this season, you had Milano, you had Trey White, You had a healthy Daquan Jones. Yep. Right? You don't have that now. Yep. Is McDermott's scheme good enough to do the job it's going to have to do with the players you have at your disposal? Now, you have Russell Douglas, who you didn't have when Miami played the first time, and we talked about him earlier in the show. He's playing out of his mind. But that on-linebacker position could be an issue. Yeah. Safeties. Could be an issue. You Uh got Micah Heidi showed up again on the injury report. He's been getting him and Jordan Poyer have had some lapse
0: moments the last couple of weeks. They are holding each other into the end of this season. Like like arm in arm. Like, we're going to get through it. Yeah. I mean, that's my
1: biggest concern is with the pieces you have, can you stop these weapons? Yeah. The good... The Dolphins are really banged up right now.
0: They are very,
1: they are rather banged up. So the Dolphins will likely be without on Sunday defensive end Bradley Chubb, corners Avian Howard, linebacker Jalen Phillips, linebacker Jerome Baker, and that's just on defense. You have questions about wide receiver Jalen Waddle. He's got a high ankle sprain. It sounds like yeah, Coach Skateboard. Made it sound like he could be out until the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I, if I recall, I saw something that it said, you know, he was going, likely going to be available for the playoffs. Running back Raheem Mostert
1: has been trying to come back the last two weeks from some leg injury. He's been struggling, so we yep. don't know if he's going to be available and even if he is, how well he's going to play. Uh-huh. Uh, Miami was already down to its second center, he left the game on Sunday. It looks like he's not going to play, so they could be down to their third center against the Bills,
0: which would be huge. Yeah. You talk about disrupting timing and stuff like that starts in the, at the line of scrimmage. Absolutely, and then you have what happened as we tape the show today. <laughs> Don't laugh.
1: I'm F-, F that guy, bro. Well, he's sure. It's the biggest scumbag in the league. I'm going to laugh my ass off at this. You do you, Desan Carmel. Tariq Hill's house caught on fire. Yeah, and what makes it even funnier. And by the way, if you're, if you're going, why are well, you laughing at that? Google Tariq Hill arrests and then spend the next five hours reading all of the horrible things he did and was accused of doing to pregnant women and then children in separate incidents. Yeah,
0: be, make no mistake. He is no saint.
1: So uh, for those who didn't hear the story, Tariq Hill, who was not practicing today, he was at in a walking boot at practice. Uh-huh. He's been having ankle knee injuries the last couple of weeks. Left the game for a little while against Baltimore. And that walking boot? Prada. And on fire. He got, uh, he was told while well, in practice, hey man, your house is on fire. He goes home, just smoke pillowing out of one room in his house. Firefighters, it took him 45 minutes to put out the flames. He's outside of his house walking around with like his hands on his head oh with god. the walking boot on while his house was on fire. <laughs> That's awful. That's a touch of a distraction before the biggest game of the season. Just a skosh. By the way, his house is worth over $9 million in Miami. Oh my god! Because you had made the argument off Michael a while ago this could be a rallying point. A rallying point for the team. <laughs> Let's go win it for Tariq's mansion.
0: <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I mean there there are there are distractions of plenty, but but at the same time, I mean, I'm not just saying about uh, like Tyreek Hill's unfortunate situation with this house, but I'm talking about like all of the injuries that you mentioned before. Uh, all of like I, I, my point is that like you know it, it's it's still an NFL team, man. Any given Sunday night at at 8:30 p.m. Okay, so look. 820 if you stood at 830 you may miss the Dolphins running the
1: opening kickoff back if you go (laughs) talking about injuries if we're going player for player scratches despite the fact that the Bills are missing two major pieces on defense it still may favor the Bills that's how banged up the Dolphins are right now but past the injuries in the roster the Bills have the Dolphins number we know it man the only games they've lost to Miami in the last five seasons they lost on fluke things you had the Charles Clay drop in the end zone that was a game winner
0: they, That's a game winner. They, but you can't say that that was a fluke. Like, you had the whole rest of the game to speak to, to win that game. There was know? no
1: one within 20 yards of him.
0: All right, fluke. And then you had the
1: injury game in Miami last season where everything that could have gone insane went insane.
0: Where literally everyone was melting.
1: And then you had Josh short-arming Isaiah McKenzie on a wide-open touchdown. You had the butt punt. You had then Isaiah McKenzie not running out of bounds when the Bills would have had a chance to f- kick a field goal. Yeah. Look. If the Bills play a normal game, they should not have a problem on Sunday night. But. But. The Bills have played two games that got insane in the last two weeks. You got the game against New England where the opening kickoff goes back for a touchdown. Sure. The first pass attempt for the Patriots gets picked off. Almost a full quarter with no completions for either quarterback in completely fine weather. Yep. The game had four turnovers. The Bills were plus three in that battle, and they still won a one-possession game. Even the last few weeks of craziness, man, you had the game in Philly with all the weird-ass stuff that happened there. You had the toe on the line in Kansas City, 12 men on the field in the field goal against Denver, the almost Hail Mary against Tampa Bay. The Bills have been playing in weird games all season. In fact, one of the few weird games they didn't play in was that first
0: game against the Dolphins. The arguable no-call against the Giants, too, at the end of the game. Yeah, you got that. I mean, we can't rule out something like that on Sunday. yeah. All right, the bills. I, mean, I mean, the bills have not lost a game by more than six points. They, have. They have. You're
1: right. They were. They are in their six losses. The most they've lost by was six. Yeah. Sorry. Like, did uh, I see? I, I counted up the it other was day. It's either five or six. No, it's six. I was saying. I
0: think they have. A, they have lost six games by a combined twenty four points. Yeah. Something which crazy, is insane. Well, which I guess too is like cool that like okay, great. Like they haven't gotten blown out by anybody, you know. They're in every single game. But as much as they're in games or winning games against good teams, they're in, they're losing games to the Patriots by three points. They're yeah. losing games to uh, to the Broncos by by two point whatever the case. I mean, like, but you, I mean, Dolph, the Dolphins have those weird losses too. You of course, weird ass loss. No, to the of, Titans, course. right? It's it's volatile. It's scary. I guess is my point. All yeah. right, as we sit here. The Bills on the road.
1: Yeah. For the division. For the division. Are three point favorites. Wow. That's surprising. It, really? Why? I mean <sighs> Let's talk about every I mean, everything we just talked about here. You got the injuries, you got the fact that Josh Allen has had his best career performances. He won, what, four offensive players of the week against the Dolphins in his career, something yeah. like that, right? The Dolphins have been notoriously bad at showing up in big games. Their offense has not performed well against
0: teams that have decent defenses. And even too, if you want to get like, if if anyone who wants to be like, no, the Dolphins beat the Cowboys, like that came down to the absolute wire and the Cowboys are are very poor at managing games. That might be the
1: most. Look, I think the Dolphins are the most fraud team in the NFL. It may be the Cowboys and they're going to win that division. Yeah. Unless they somehow fraud their way out of it this
0: weekend. Oh, I mean, you could argue that the Eagles are kind of fraudulent at this point, or at least the book's out on them. But either way, I mean, we lost to them. What are you going to do?
1: But, but, I mean, they were playing well until Buffalo broke them.
0: Yeah. Which seems to be a trend. It does. So how about, you You know, you're, you you think it's weird
1: the Bills are favored by three on the road? Yeah. Here's the weirdest Vegas statistic you're going to hear.
0: I love talking Vegas.
1: All right. So the Baltimore Ravens yep. are... Uh, That's
0: Baltimore, not Vegas.
1: The Baltimore Ravens... Have the best odds to come out of the AFC and represent that conference in the Super Bowl in Maryland. You know who the second best odds belong to? Uh, your Buffalo Bills, despite the fact that the Bills have yet to lock up a playoff spot, they have the second best odds to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl.
0: I mean, they're they're they are the team that nobody wants to play in the in the in the uh, postseason. Which actually, to that point too, while we're talking about the Baltimore Maryland Ravens. The I've heard this kind of like sentiment among people that like that the Ravens may be motivated to lose against the Steelers to help the odds of the Bills not making the postseason. That's the stupidest that thing I've ever It seems heard. so stupid to me. Because like you mentioned before, like Tyler Huntley has everything to play for yep. for his next contract. Countless other special teamers and and uh you know offensive-defensive players have everything to play for, for their starting positions or whatever the case, like no team's going to roll over so that someone can be, or so like the front office or the coaching staff could be like, well, we don't want to potentially see a team that we think would be really difficult to play. And by the way, Buffalo controls
1: their own destiny. Anyway, it's not like, I mean, if that game was yeah, for the sure. only thing that would get them in, I guess there's a discussion to be had, but I still agree with you. Yeah.
0: But if Buffalo wins, it's all for nothing. I, I wanted to make that point. I, I forgot to make it earlier when we were talking about the seeding, but like that to me, like if, if you subscribe to that, I I completely disagree.
1: Also, if I'm Baltimore, I'd rather see Buffalo than a divisional foe
0: that I'd have to play for a potential third time in Fair Pittsburgh, point. right? Not to mention too, like it, aside from all of that, dude, these are the like the top tier athletes competitive people yep. on the face of the planet Yeah, you're, right. you're telling me that they want to take the easy way out to win a championship I'm with you, no day. one on that 53 man roster is going to be like well you know i'd rather play the eagle like no, oh, no I, mean, I think it's
1: fair to say i'd rather play a team
0: oh okay i i don't want to play this team or i don't want to go up against the very best i
1: think there's a difference between i'd rather play an easy team and i'll lose a game on purpose to eliminate a team i guess that's that my point play.
0: yeah fair enough all right I think, you know, of course, like teams match up better against other teams and you may want to play somebody else. But my point is like, do I want to take the hard way or do I want to take the easy way? That's There's no team in the league that's going to be like, yeah, give me the easy. No, out. I think, like every, I think the
1: everybody's saying give me the easiest. Route. I disagree. Okay. Bill's three-point favorites. Division potential playoff lives on the line. Oh, boy. I'm going to throw up. Keep in mind what you've been doing the last couple of weeks. Throwing up. If you throw up in here, we're canceling the podcast forever. Oh God. Do the
0: Bills win? And if so, is it by three points? You don't want it any other way, right? To, to in the same vein of what I was talking about before, just now. Yeah, you want to you want to go out and and take care of your business on your own terms. And how how unbelievably poetic is it that the division for not only for Buffalo but for Miami too? Mm-hmm. The div, after the season, the the arguably completely different seasons that these two teams have had. Sure. And for it to all come down to one more game the last game of the regular season and the winner takes the division and the loser, one of the losers may not even make the playoffs. You, like I said before, you cannot write this. I am so unbelievably excited to watch this game. With that said, I just don't think the bills are going to have it. I think that the (laughs) Miami dolphins are going to win this game by a margin of 17,000 points. I think Tyler Bass is going to get through the uprights once or twice. Okay. I'm going to call it an even six to 17,000. Okay. I don't know what to think about this line
1: because. Uh, so uh,
0: I'm sorry. Also, I so with that said, I don't have the bills covered. Thank you.
1: Gotcha. You. Um, the bill, I, I think they're basing it on last year's battle where the bills walk it off the second game of the regular season. Yep. Uh, walk-off field goal they split with the Dolphins last year and then you have the one possession game in overtime where the Dolphins are driving to try and win the thing right but the Bills blew them the hell out in Orchard Park this year yeah I don't know if that means a closer game I don't know if the Dolphins are coming out to try and avenge an embarrassment from last week I don't know if the life is now out of them because they've had the last month to get the job done and they couldn't do it because like the arguments being made in the national media that the Dolphins. They wanted they need to do this. The pressure is here and they need to show everybody who you are. You could have done that against Tennessee. Yeah. You could have done that against Baltimore and you didn't. The Bills have needed to win these games to get to this point they have
0: they have yeah that's a great point
1: and i know that when i say like you know battle tested and forged in iron or you know we've been here before it sounds hacky but that's what i mean when i say the bills have that experience the dolphins
0: don't the 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 bills have based off of how it was when they were six and six the bills have had to fight their way to be in this do or die five position. and five yeah five and five yeah they have had to fight their way to be in this potential do or die situation. The Miami Dolphins are not do or die, mind you. If they lose this game, they are going they have locked up a playoff spot. You gotta go to Don't Kansas City, though. Of course. No, they have everything to play for. Like you obviously want to win the division, and control your and destiny. And you
1: knock Buffalo out any of the chance of seeing them again.
0: Right. No, they are, again, like they have everything to play for. But the it's two ships completely passing in the night. Yeah. The Dolphins have argued, in my opinion, I think most people would agree, they have kind of limped their way to this position. They're still dangerous. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's still scary that it comes down to this. But I think that, like, you have to give the edge to Buffalo, which which to me at that point, from a line perspective, I stand by my call as far as the, the uh, prediction of the game. Mm-hmm. But as far as the point spread's concerned, I think that makes sense now that I'm thinking about that. Okay. All right. But I still think it's going to be 17,000 Miami, six Buffalo. Okay.
1: And that's six on two field goals. They don't get into the end zone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Two, two Tyler Bass field goals. All right. So put your get your prop bets on.
1: So this show, next time you hear us, will either be the most obnoxious me telling you I told you so the entire time show. Oh, every other show. Or, or the most depressed Let's Go Duffalo you've ever heard ever. Yeah. Yeah. Buckle
0: up, baby. Oh god. Oh.
1: Are you doing mic tricks? You gonna bring a bell in here too, you idiot? Get out of my house! Get out of my house! <laughs>
0: His name's Ryan Duffy. Bye. You Bye. can follow us on Instagram at let'sgo.duffalo. And you can follow us on TikTok at lets.go.duffalo. My name's Pat Duffy. His name's Ryan Duffy. Before we get the heck out of here, one more time in the
1: regular season. Go Bills!